0: DIY 20 at checkout to
1: save 20%. You get out there and you're hunting wild birds on public ground and you, you're checking the DIY box, you know, and I'll, I'll take your dog out and I'll bring her back for you. I don't think many people are going to judge you for not doing the 30 hour drive unless you just have, you know, 60 hours to, to burn round trip. I'm trying to make the DIY experience with the uplands just a teeny tiny bit more accessible.
0: Why is it usually form or function when it comes to shotguns? You either hear about the looks or craftsmanship of this shotgun, while well, that shotgun over there in the corner hasn't been cleaned in two seasons, but supposedly fits and shoots like a dream. Why can't it be both? This is what Upland Gun Company does. They take your own personal measurements and will construct the very shotgun that should handle like a dream while getting you the looks and custom features that only you can decide on. Whether it's a side-by-side or over-under, English stock or full pistol grip, custom engraving such as your dog's portrait, even down to selecting the wood. Grain on your stock, head on over to uplandguncompany.com and build the dream gun that you would carry in the field with your dog for many seasons. All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of GDIY. I am sitting in the room with Adam Thomas this week. Adam, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited. We get to talk about something new, kind of in the world of bird dogs and uh, something that you're offering uh why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself the name of your company and, and kind of give us a brief overview overview and then we'll kind of get into the weeds as we go along
1: yeah sure sounds great so i'm adam thomas uh my lodge in lewistown montana is called a sharp tail ridge and we, we, we bought it certainly for for use for ourselves being from the south we don't have a lot of exposure or don't get a lot of exposure to wild birds or certainly multiple species of wild birds but we've uncovered that there's possibly a market for people to hunt with their dog in Lewistown, Montana, and we just want to handle the logistics for you, so we hope to get the opportunity today to explain how we'll uh, transport your dog out west, get him or her conditioned for hunting wild birds and be in good, perfect shape, so you fly in, hunt, fly home, and then we'll bring your dog back.
0: So it kind of sounds too good to be true. First off, I want to know why you want to handle the logistics, the part that no one, you know, the stuff that the average person doesn't want to handle. We only want to plan the hunting stuff. And you're like, all right, I'll take that responsibility.
1: Right. Well, so the selfish part of it is I don't want to do the 31 hour drive myself. You know, it's from, from my door in Alabama to my, or from my driveway in Alabama to my driveway in Montana is 31 hours and there's no (laughs) way to shortcut it. And so uh, we'll get into this more later, I'm sure, but last year I was able to leave my dog, which she was four years old in Montana, uh, for, for about a month and did nothing but conditioning, nothing but exercise. And when I flew back out there for, which was essentially my second hunt of the year in Montana, the dog was in perfect physical condition. She was handling the birds so much better and it was, you know, I got on a plane in the morning, I was hunting with the dog in the afternoon, and I said, this is how to do it. Yeah. And so then we said, well, okay, how can we offer this to people? And hopefully there will be enough room in one of the dog trailers that my dogs go to. So,
0: <laughs> so, so I mean, man, we're definitely getting into all these details because there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. But first, I want to set the stage. You, you said that Ruby, this idea came to you because Ruby was staying over four months in Montana in between your trips. Uh, tell me about ruby you know what wh- yeah, how sure. did you get into the gun dog f- world first because you haven't been in it for very long right and so you kind of you went from uh starting out to now you're starting your own lodge and transport service essentially
1: yes that's right yes <laughs> so that's so, that's a big gap there right, i want to fill in the up dots. some of that <laughs> yes for sure so when i was 37 or 38 years old I had a hole in my, my hobby repertoire. I had quit playing poker. I had given up you know, any number of bad habits that sucked up a lot of my time. I was and am happily married, but we bought the dog and we were gonna keep her as a pet. And this wasn't Ruby, this is our, our older dog, Scout. And she was a bird dog. And you could just tell when birds came in the yard, her whole demeanor <laughs> changed. I had never been on, a, on an upland bird hunt in my life. Maybe I shot some dove when I was in high school type thing. One, one or two duck hunting trips with my father, uh, uncles, and grandfather, literally when I was 14 or 15 years old. And so I said, well, I'm going to learn how to hunt birds, and I'm going to do it with this dog. And that was Scout, and she's the, the Brock Francais, the French Pointer. And uh, she was probably a couple years old by the time we decided to hunt birds with her and to take a dog that's been raised the wrong way and then train her by someone that doesn't know how to hunt upland <laughs> birds is not necessarily the recipe for success. And so I said, well let's send the dog off to a professional, get her get her trained up and then we'll have us a hunting dog and i met some resistance at home oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the dog that christina scratches behind <laughs> the ears and lets her lick her in the face and she said well my dog's not going to live on a concrete pad and a chain link fence for six uh, months you know and so i said well i'm getting a new dog and we're going to learn how to do this together and so that's ruby and she's a wire-haired pointing griffon and she is not a perfect dog uh, not by a long shot but together she and I have learned how to hunt upland birds and we've been lucky probably when she was 1 or her first season we may have spent a couple weeks out west and then when she was 2 we spent 2 to 3 weeks out west and then just when keep she was building right. the time and, and then that. it got to be kind of silly like <laughs> we're spending more money on Airbnb for the, for the amount of money we're spending on whatever we could just buy a place in Montana and I was lucky to find the partner that I did uh, and, and so we uh, it was March of, uh, sorry, May of uh, 2021 when we bought the place in Montana and that's what gave us the ability to, well, uh, I, I went out, I hunted three weeks. I flew home for a month while, uh, I, I left Ruby with, uh, with the, the training operation there and then I flew back and hunted another three weeks. And so okay. we did the early season sharptail. So sharptail come in September 1st in Montana. And then um, pheasant come come in. So
0: you're you're trying to book in
1: the season. Essentially, right. and there's That's a right. gap
0: that you know life gets in the way. I have to yep. work right, right? Yeah. so I gotta right. go back.
1: Yes, uh, I'm am, I'm am not uh, independently wealthy, so okay. I came home, worked, put some fires out of the office, that that type of thing. So
0: so was it just one of those? You just kind of it fell into your lap because you knew you were coming back. Yep. But you didn't want to transport the dog home and then all the way back. You right. just kind of came across this guy that the opportunity presented itself to leave her up there. Correct. And and then you got to witness the uh, the benefits of of having the dog condition and run on wild birds that often. That, that's
1: right. It was it was purely uh, blind luck because when, when I asked the, the fella, and he's got uh, Brittany's uh, that he runs every day. And he owns uh, five or 600 acres that borders... Ten thousand acres of public ground, and so he runs his Brittany's basically every day. And I said, "Can I just throw mine in with with, with your herd and just exercise her and have her in good shape?" And He says, "Oh yeah, absolutely, no problem." And he and he did it. And when I went back and picked Ruby up, uh, which would have been the last week then of October, it was literally a different dog, you know. And, and, and in Alabama, we ha- we have a house. We live on seven acres, you know. We've got a little room, but I'm not going to run my four wheeler around my yard for three hours a day. Keeping a dog in good shape, you know, like you hope, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes of exercise yep. keeps the dog healthy, but to really hunt, you know, long, hard days and certainly, you know, multi-week trips, it's a second level of, of uh, conditioning the dog needs. And so. That's just it, it. your dog's not just
0: getting the conditioning, it's getting the conditioning in bird country. Right. You know, it's, right. it's getting contacts and that's something that like when just talking and getting to know you went, you know, it when when y'all reached out and kind of told me the idea, kind of caught my attention because we can condition the dogs down here in the southeast all we want, right. but you're not getting those bird numbers and bird contacts uh, at least on wild birds. You know, right. We can do it sure. on pen rays for mm-hmm. sure, but getting up there, that's a completely different world right. and that's going to open the dog's eyes and experience up yep. three weeks. I mean, that's three times more than the average person, if they do get to take a trip, right, can offer their dog every right. year. Right,
1: that's right. So the the sharp tails are so spooky, you know, and, and the later yeah. in the season it gets, if if you put a little too much pressure on a sharp tail, you're going to have a, a beautiful vision <laughs> of a bird flying away or a group of birds flying away. Yeah, and 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 there's only one way to learn how to handle those, and that's mess it up two or three times, and then they yeah. start to really be respectful of, of how the birds operate. Uh, and the other thing I should mention about that central part of Montana is it's not just sharptail grouse. There's also sage grouse and, you know, fairly, I wouldn't say there's, there's not large numbers of sage grouse anywhere, but they're there. Yeah. We have Hungarian partridge and then there's two or three species of, of mountain grouse. We've seen rough grouse. And then I don't, I can't tell the difference between the spruce grouse and the blue grouse, and the okay. dusky grouse, but they're in the hills around town. And so if it's a hot day and you want to go up where it's a little cooler, Twenty minutes drive, you can be up in the mountains uh, around town, and, yeah. and, and and have pretty good numbers of, of the what I call forest grouse, which right. is a blanket statement for all the grouse that I can't actually identify yeah. on the wing. <laughs>
0: so, so let's spell out the yep. actual
1: service. You know, yep. we kind of
0: glossed over it. We kind of gave a backstory of where you kind of got the idea from. But let's let's start with the bear. I, I'm coming to you and you're, you're telling me that you have this cool service for my bird
1: dog. Yep. Take it from there. You know, yep. tell me about
0: the ideas that's kind of come to
1: fruition. So the, the experience that I want is to fly into Montana and hunt with my dog when she's in perfect physical condition. And I did that once, you know, the second uh, uh, hunt of, of 2021. So so okay, well, so what do I do? Well, I moved my dog to Montana August 1st, have someone exerciser for a month and then when i come in september 1st for the sharp tail season i can fly in because my dog's already there and uh she'll have been exercised on wild birds and, and you can you can you can run dogs on public ground in montana when it's not season. i don't know that it's year round but certainly you can do it in august and so, so so how do we duplicate that experience and so i'm not going to put my dog in a trailer and have someone holler 2000 miles if I don't trust the person. And so we vetted, you know, some people that are accustomed, like field trial people that are accustomed to driving uh, uh, dogs around and doing it safely and making sure they're, you know, not overheated cause it's hot in yeah. August. Uh, and so, so the offer is basically, we will start the trailer in as far South as Orlando, Florida, if that's what it takes and pick dogs up all along the way. And so I originally said, Uh, You know, we'll we'll have a stop in Orlando, and then we'll have a stop in Atlanta, and we'll have a stop in Nashville. But uh, frankly, anywhere along that route, uh, we'll grab them. And then once we leave Nashville, if there's still room in the uh, in the trailer, we're 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 glad to pick up a dog in South Dakota. You're just not you know not not getting as many miles for your money. But uh, anyway, then you get out there, and uh, so we'll we'll have essentially two offerings there, just purely conditioning, which is what I want for my dog, who's five years old, has had some some fairly high quality training, and then also a fair amount of experience. I just want the dog ran on public ground, you know, just getting her in shape. We have the ability to offer a more formal training program. It costs a little bit more, uh, of course, and you would want to get comfortable with the trainer and we could put you in, t- in touch with exactly who that would be. It, it certainly won't be because, me. Yeah, yeah you're right. not
0: offering yeah. a training surface. It's kind of right. like the guy that's going to be doing the conditioning. He's also a trainer. That's right. And
1: so it's kind of an add-on if, if you that's right. want it, it. Right. So I, 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 I sort of think of this business where we are with it now, which is essentially, you know, step one or step zero. It's almost like the way they do tech startups now where... You build a minimally viable product and then you try to validate it in the marketplace right and so we know that we're going to offer the transport because i want that my dog i want my dog in montana on august the 2nd running running around so we're going to offer the transportation but then what do people want do they want very formal training for a month or do they want conditioning for a month or either or and so we've got both of those people in place we've got a guy who would will make sure the dogs are properly conditioned and hydrated and whatever, and so you're getting exercise. And then we've got a separate person who would offer a more formal training program. And it just costs a little bit more money if you want the more formal training. And then that's probably going to
0: vary depending on each Owners' preferences, correct. right? That's like right. It's just like a okay. Are you wanting the dog just to have bird exposure and right. know what a sharp-tailed grouse is right. before you get up there? Sure. Or are you requiring the dog to be steady through release on right. wild sharp-tailed grouse? You know, it's right. It's it's probably as as in depth as you want to make it with him, depending on correct on the trainer and right. uh, and, and so, it, what's the trainer do up there? You know, is he? Has he been established there for years, or is he just kind of getting into it? What's his
1: experience level? I, I don't, I don't want to commit him to the job yet because we're we're in negotiations or whatever, right? And so there is, <laughs> so hey, all his
0: leverage is is there. Right. He's yes, like, oh, You already said right. it on a podcast. He's in. <laughs> so we've got we've
1: got multiple people we're interviewing. Someone from a NAVDA background. Okay. At, at which I, I would trust my dog with. Uh, in most cases, someone from a Nastra background, which I think would be, would okay. be great. And that's actually who had Ruby last year, incidentally. And then uh, in terms of just the acclimation, there's some hunting guides that they work Montana in September and, and uh, September, October, and then eventually end up in, uh, in Texas in January and February and they run dogs. And so that's not, I mean, nothing against the the, the, the person. He's a nice guy. He's not a dog trainer. Doesn't claim to be, but right. he is. He is uh, qualified to run a dog for two or three hours every day. You know, he's, he, do he's a dog man. He's right. a handler. Yeah, exactly. He's not a trainer. There you go. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I want. I want my dog transported to Montana. I want it ran for a month to get get that conditioning ready, and the and again the the exposure to the birds, and then someone to bring the dog home. And yeah. So that's what we offer. Except we've we've missed the piece about the lodge which is our home there, is, uh There's two king beds, there's two queen beds, there's two sets of bunks, so four beds there. I think we can sleep 12 to 14 if they really get along with each other. And so that's the piece that we're putting together is what do you want to do? You know, Are you bringing two or three friends with you? That's a price point. If you just want a bunk, that's a separate price point. And so, so it's, it's really kind of a la carte depending on how ever, right.
0: whatever you have. So it's hard to give like a... a a set price on this right. because there's so much right, context right. there, <laughs> yes. and God but, knows
1: what gas is going to cost right. <laughs> in three and, months.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and like you said, you're still sure. kind of de- the 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 business plan we're is
1: still in all being fleshed out. Yes. It, it's
0: all being fleshed so, out in real time yeah. as you go along. So you right. know what it looks like this year. It could be completely different next year for
1: sure. But we do want to hear from from listeners, from potential customers now, because I mean it, we're, we're recording this in, in, in late May we have to have our ducks in a row by early July, or we just won't be able to pull off the logistics. And so I want to hear from you now, if you're interested, even if you're not interested for 2022, because if, if we realize, if we make the mistake of saying, well, there was no interest and we're not going to try it again next year, we could build demand for next year. I'm, I'm okay with that. But, but the offer of, uh, so when, when, you, when you hire the transport version of the service, I'm just taking the money that you give me and giving it to the guy that drives the truck. You know, when you when you hire the and I maybe I'll you know I'll add a little extra money for fuel prices. And if fuel drops, you know, three bucks, I'll make a hundred dollars or something. But there ain't <laughs> a lot of market in the in the transportation business. Um, and then on the training, again, we're just taking your money and giving it to the, the trainer or the conditioner. I don't want to distinguish there that 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 that's two different people at two different yeah. price points. And then we'll make some money on the lodge. You know, if you spend some nights with us. It's essentially
0: at the end of the day, you own a lodge that happens to do transport service. Yep. Uh, ahead of time, It right. r- really is what it, at the end of the day, what it is. And so, when you know, when I'm reading this idea, you know, I, I'll give you my initial reaction, and then mm-hmm. then I'm going to play devil's advocate a little sure, bit on good. this stuff, right? Uh, when I first read it. The first thing that came to my mind is you hear all the time people say the best day of the trip was the last day of the trip. Right, right. You know, and, w- and we kind of talked about this a little earlier to where w- what that's from a handler experience as well as dog experience. You know, we're trying to figure it out. But if you have a dog that's on the ground that really knows what it's doing and is comfortable and is confident and is effectively hunting, that learning curve can get brought down. Sure, substantially and so it's kind of like the way I read it is it, it's kind of a service that makes the the first day of the hunt the last day. Right. Y, you know if that makes Hopefully, any sense. Hopefully right
1: and yeah. then the other part of it is you know suppose you get a week off work. It takes three days to drive to Montana. You hunt one day yeah. and then it takes three days to drive home depending on where you're from of course. Yeah. And so we're making you know in, in their same seven days off you can hunt five days. You, know, you fly in one day fly home the other day and then I, I think it's important to mention, just just so I'll, I'll sleep peacefully tonight. In the state of Montana, you must be a licensed hunting guide. I'm not that. You can be a licensed outfitter. I'm not that. What we're offering is for you to hunt with your dog who is in good shape on public land. I'm not a guide, you know, if, if that makes sense. I might not even be there while you're there, possibly. But with that said... We have built quite a a book of knowledge about the public ground in our uh, you know within a couple hours of our house, and every bird I killed is marked on a map that's the size of the <laughs> wall in the dining room. And it's an it's an impressive little thing. And and then as as we left and other people came in, I asked them to write down where they killed birds, and so I know like hunters are real secretive about their their best spots, and yeah. fishermen are, are probably even worse. We don't have that culture at Sharptail Ridge. It's you know sort of a culture of abundance, which is a strange thing for, yeah. for, for birds. But if you want some help with some Onyx pens and things like that, I want your first day to be like your last day. And I'll give you my favorite spots to go. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuine with that because you still gotta go kill the birds and Sharptail grouse aren't easy and sage grouse are pretty tough too. And uh, I hope you get you know on a couple of cubbies of Hungarian partridge, and you think, oh man, this is just the best place in well, the world. And
0: let's stick on that because that that yeah. kind of goes into some of the devil's advocate stuff, to mm-hmm. where you know me just thinking about this and and how my analytical brain works. Sure. Sometimes is you know it's like my first reaction was that it was a great idea. It's going mm-hmm. to afford a lot a lot of people to have an effective hunting dog, especially on their first trip. You know all the yep. stuff that I just said. But there is going to be a concern, especially probably more so from the locals of that area. Is mm-hmm. you're you're running a business is going to bring a lot more people in. Right, it's going to put a lot more strain on the resource. Sure. you know, is there any concern in, in regards to that? Have you have
1: you thought about that at all? Yeah, most of the locals are more interested in big game. You know, yeah. the like the second most exciting week in, in Montana is like the first week of April because uh, they've all just put in for their tags for the fall. And so I hear people talking about archery tags for elk and antelope. And, you know, I finally got, uh, you know, the, my, the gun tag for section 419 or whatever it is. There's not as m- many people that are just fanatical locals I'm talking about, about, about bird hunting. They do it. And it's, you know, a couple times a year or whatever. There's not, not like me where they show up for 21 days and hunt 19 days straight. And, you know, <laughs> my feet are falling off and things of this nature. Um, and so... And then the the people of Lewistown are just so darn friendly. You know, if you're into the outdoors, they're into the outdoors. They'll, you know, uh, we haven't had any any issues like that uh, that that I can think of. I do want my, you know my clientele to kill a limit of birds. And we just can't guarantee that because it's not preserve hunts, you know. I mean, this this is, this is this is real hunting, wild birds on public ground. Yeah, it's about as hard as you can do it.
0: And ultimately, you, ultimately, you are selling the experience. And like sure. what you just said is, you can point somebody. I mean, we we've all been in the field with somebody yep. where I mean, put yourself in a pin-raised field where yep. you know exactly where the bird is, and people yep. still screw it <laughs> right, up, right? Right? You know, we've all we've all screwed it up. Yep. Uh, but you know, it, it is something to be said for you know. Th- that is going to put more pressure on the, on the local birds, or at least yep. the the points that you put on. Sure. But like you said, if everybody's kind of sharing information, spreading the wealth, yep. not everybody's hitting the same same birds. Right. It, it's just something you know, something to take into consideration. Is like, okay, how do we moderate the the pressure on those local birds to where you don't want the same
1: birds right. hit every time, getting them whopped. Um. So the other thing to, to say about that is. I don't have a forty dog trailer, you know. I mean, we might get eight to ten dogs, and if we make two trips, you know, that's Uh that's you know, sixteen to twenty people from September first to September fifteenth or whatever. We'll have you in there for three or four or five nights or whatever you want to do, and then uh, by the time pheasant season's in uh, is in, our lodge will be closed to the public, from you know, from that standpoint. And and so, hunting, you know, all of the grouse species and Hungarian partridge is, is what we're offering at this time we don't offer anything later in the season we're, we're sending as many trailers as it takes out in, in august to get the dogs ready for that first couple of weeks of grouse season are y'all considering
0: it you know if it goes really well this year next year maybe adding in a pheasant uh, i think so package?
1: i think so we just really are trying to validate the model i mean i know what i want i want to fly in hunt with my dog yeah. and fly home well and that's uh, yeah, that, right.
0: that's i mean that would be nice i mean it's sure. like i mean I don't know anybody that's done a handful of 23, 24 hour drives. It's like, I I don't care how dedicated you are. I'm a really dedicated person when it comes to this, but even I've thought like, man, it would be nice to just, you know, hop on a plane, shoot there. And it's like, have your dog and everything ready for you. And essentially you just
1: took that idea and you're like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try and make it an opportunity. That's right. And and so I want to hear from everyone. That's why I'm using my own personal cell phone. You know, that's what's on the website. That's what I've used in the, uh, the, promo for th- for this episode, uh, call me and let me know, text me and let me know, Hey, I'm interested, but 2023 is my year. Uh, if 2022 is your year, we'd probably ask you to put down a small deposit just so we can, you know, say well, this is genuine, genuine interest. And, uh, and then we'll, you'll watch the pieces fall into place as we, you know, secure the trailer
2: yeah. and,
1: you know, uh, and so forth. And then just to talk a little bit about, uh, the, the Sharptail Ridge Lodge, we are less than 10 minutes drive from downtown Lewistown. Now, downtown Lewistown, it's, you know, 5,000 people. It's a frontier town. My kind of downtown. That's right, yes. So it's, <laughs> We have two grocery stores. We have two, at least two really nice restaurants for dinner. There's a half dozen places to get a good lunch. A uh, great diner for breakfast. Well, and food—that's
0: yep. that, something that you you have as an added option. That, that's at right. Lodged as well. So yep. you, you know, if somebody's wanting to, they can come in, and their dog's already up there for three or four weeks, has bird contacts, is ready to rock and roll yep. as soon as you get there, and you already have your lodge, uh, your housing. Done. Yep. and your food can be taken care of if.
1: Well, we'll it's an add-on. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll we'll certainly offer it. If if no one signs up, it's one thing off my plate. If someone does, I do have I do know who will be preparing the food. Okay, people that are qualified for that, uh, and you know, like a, a big breakfast and a big dinner, and then something for lunch that'll you know fit in your truck. You know, yeah. a sack lunch or something. <laughs> uh, and, unless you want you know something that that's reversed. And then the other add-on that we didn't talk about, I don't think, at dinner, and I, I don't know. Um, uh, this is a, a real wild card, but, but I have made friendships with two guys out of, uh, out of Bozeman that film for the outdoor network. And so they, I forget the names of the the shows I, I should have prepared, but their experience with filming hunting shows. And so if, if this is going to be your one big upland trip for your life and you uh, want, uh, it's not cheap. I think <laughs> it's, uh, like maybe 400 bucks a day to have him follow you around with a camera, but then you get, uh, at the end of it, you'll you get, get professional, level you get a, a high quality video, uh, experience of, of hopefully bird contact, you know, it's either you chasing a bird through some beautiful, I'm sorry, you chasing a dog through some beautiful ground with or without birds. It'll yeah. be, you know, a nice thing, but it's an add on. We'll, you know, take your money and give it to the video guy, yeah. you know. Uh,
0: so do you, is there somewhere that we're talking about pricing, like, mm-hmm. is there somewhere that you have all these add-ons and everything broken out to where somebody can look at it? Do you have like a, a price range? Like say the bare package is, you know, X. And then the, if you want all the add-ons, you can get up to this, you know, just to give the listeners some kind of basis of what something like this might cost.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll have that ready by the time this episode airs. How about that? Yeah. I, I, it's all, you know, like in the back of my my head. Okay, I know it's two thousand miles. You know, if I'm going to get ten miles to the gallon, you know, yeah. what's the guy going to charge me to drive the truck? And and I'm not going to hire uh, a minimum wage person to carry my dog. Yeah, you've said that tenant. a few times. Right. To where yeah, it, you that. know
0: if they're driving your dog, you're going to yeah. make sure they're qualified, <laughs> right. first yes. aid.
1: They kn- they know right. what it's
0: like to actually transport dogs. Correct,
1: and, and so. Yes, I'll be prepared to break that that down in some formal way uh you know, first week of June or so. And 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 the the add-ons, I probably know what you know, what it would cost to feed somebody for a day, you yeah. know, and then what the the video guy told me $400 a day for filming and then uh, I forget how much it was for the editing, but that's that's a tedious process. Oh, you know, yeah. You, you, <laughs> Trust you, me, we for, know. <laughs> right, yeah. Take two days of raw footage, and then to get that down to the 20 minutes of something that's worth watching, you know, takes some time. And so uh, um, that's, you know, that I'll have the offer more formalized. Uh, I mean, I have it formalized like on a spreadsheet on a hard drive somewhere, oh, yeah. but I'll get it. I'll get it either something I can email you or I'll add it to a page on the website or something gotcha. like that. Uh, something you said earlier triggered me, and I and I wanted to uh, to, to circle back. This I didn't is a, mean to trigger you, Not that type of trigger. Not that type of trigger. Talking about your first time hunting out west, and I remember, and it was it would have been 20, uh, 2017, and I had spent like so much time trying to. Learn how to tell the difference between a hen and a rooster, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous. And so like every time a bird gets up, I was like, is it a hen or is it a rooster? Is it a hen? You know, I was literally self-conscious, you know, about that. And then, like two years later, I found out about a sharp-tailed grouse, and then I'm like, oh god, now when the bird is it a grouse hen, rooster? A grouse hen, rooster. And then, you know, as as but after not 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 two or three exposures, but after a short short enough amount of time. They get up and you just know, you know. I mean, you can just tell the difference. Something, you know, the shape's different, the flight's different, the whatever's, whatever's different. That's what I
0: tell everybody. Yeah. Like, once yeah. you see a couple of them yeah. fly, like, you, you have it. Drilled. Right.
1: And so, last year, I was hunting with a close friend of mine. Uh, he's a re- retired Delta pilot, great guy, good friend of mine. And two sharp tailed grouse get up right over top of him and he just watches them fly off. And a sharp tail, I should mention, makes a little funny little chuckle sound <laughs> as it <laughs> yeah. flies off. You Maybe you've heard it before. And, and it's a very different sound. They you know, laugh at th- you. Than, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. A yeah. very different sound than a rooster. And so I said, shoot him, a sharp tail. And, and, and Bill, my friend, who I love so much, he said, I'm sorry, I don't see so good. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was like, you can't hear either. <laughs> and, and then as we were walking away, and I was so embarrassed for what I said. And, you know, and I was like, you know, I remember just like three years ago, I was so self conscious about what, you know, rooster. Hen, sharp tail, rooster, hen, sharp tail. And now I'm so judgmental. Like my friend Bill, I wish he would die because, you know. <laughs> so, you you so, cost so, us a so, couple yeah, birds. Right. <laughs> yes. And then and then he made a really nice shot on a sharp tail just a few minutes later and redeemed himself. Totally so, redeemed yep, himself. Yep, yep.
0: Well, and so uh, to continue on the, the devil's advocate mm-hmm. here a little bit, you know, somebody's listening to this and you're like, man, like. I'm a DIY guy. I'm training yep. my own dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm conditioning my own dogs. I'm going to do my own DIY trip. Part of the planning is part of the fun. Yep. You know, it's, uh, talks to me about that, you know, it, t- tell me why, like if I'm in that mentality, why something like this might interest me or at least be uh, something to consider at
1: least. I was always the guy that planned the trip for, for, for my buddies. And so I'm, I am in April and May and June booking Airbnbs, booking hotels. And listeners, if you've never been in those shoes, you're not that guy in
0: the group. Right. (laughs) Because I'm that guy too, and I I can already feel the anxiety. I can already feel it coming from you. It's a
1: disaster because someone catches COVID-19 two days before the trip, you know, and all of a sudden they're not coming and who's going to (laughs) sleep in that bed or... Uh, I mean, I don't think there's been a year yet where someone didn't change their plans after they left Alabama or Georgia. Like they said, well, we're just oh, really? not coming to North Dakota. Like, oh, okay, fine. Well, we'll just. I haven't
0: had it yeah. that bad, Right. but I, yeah. I have. I have had a couple people fall through like right. within a month sure. or a few weeks, but yeah. I haven't done it after you're leaving. Yeah.
1: And then what? What feels the worst is. I tell someone verbally that I have given them or uh, held them a room, and then I forget, and I don't put them on my paper, and uh, then it's like, hey, Adam, you told me that uh, you had a room for me in Chamberlain, South Dakota. And I was like, oh, man, well, Super 8 is a really, really nice hotel. <laughs> it is better than the Airbnb. <laughs> right? But <So>. Adam <laughs> promises that's not going to be the case with your reservation. That's right. <laughs> At Tail Ridge, we run a tight ship. Yeah, and, uh, uh, we, we put three men to a queen bed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're really selling that's the, right. the DIY. Yeah exactly. <laughs> no, so, so the, the, the DIY portion of it, if you're hunting wild birds on public land in Fergus County, Montana, that's as DIY as it gets. If, if someone else drove your dog out there, we're going to just, you know, tie goes to the, to the hunter, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's legitimately, that's, that's the way to do it. And not that there's anything wrong with Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, I hunt all those states as well, but. You know, you get out there and you're hunting wild birds on public ground and you, you are, you are marking the DIY. You're checking the DIY box, you yeah. know, and I'll, I'll take your dog out and I'll bring her back for you. And, and I I don't think many people are going to judge you for not doing the 30, 30 hour drive, unless you just have, you know, 60 hours to, to burn round trip, I'm trying to make the, the uplands the DIY experience on the uplands just a teeny tiny bit more accessible. And I, I hope that's accessible. Well, and, and you said something
0: earlier to where if you're a group of three to four guys, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it, it, you're still working on the pricing. It's it's yep. almost there, but it's not defined, but you just said that there's a package up to like three or four guys. So maybe there's an opportunity to reach out to you yep. and a group of three or four guys can that's come right. together and, you know, say you only have two, three dogs between yep. all three of y'all. You know, y'all can come together, kind of split the package, and that's just one less thing that you have to worry about, right?
1: That's for sure. And because we have room, what we don't know, we're going to have demand for more hunters or more dogs. You know, and so we're constrained on both ends. You know, it would be perfect if if everybody sent two dogs, or if there was, well, or, or or the opposite. You, yeah, go ahead.
0: You bring up a good topic mm-hmm. there. What if somebody wants to send their dog and get? wild bird exposure mm-hmm. in Montana, but they can't make it to hunt themselves. So their work doesn't allow it or something. Is that a package that maybe you offer somebody where you transport their dog, they get three or four weeks out on the prairie and then you bring them back. Is that something that y'all have even thought about?
1: Uh, no, we wouldn't say no to it because at some point there's the economies of scale of having exactly. the full trailer, you yeah. know, and splitting the fuel between 10 people. and But the other side of it is, I don't make any money or very little money on the transport or, or the, the training. training. Yeah. I want you to come sleep in a bed, right? Because yeah. that—that's you know—that's where we actually ring the sharp edge That makes Go sense Ridge because cash you're cash the watch. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That that, that it, it must be worth all of the work we're doing in May and June and July and August. Yeah. Uh, so you're not saying no, but it just has to be yeah, worked let's out. Let's make it work. Yeah. yeah. For God's sake, call me because I don't want to don't want say no to anything. If if it ends up being just the transport business then I'll just put a markup on transport and say, that's what I do and sharp yeah. and then, you know, and then uh, that honestly might make my life easier because there's, there's times where you say, well, I can't go to uh, my own lodge in Montana right now because it's booked out or yeah. whatever, or, you know, there's not a, not a bad, anyway, I'm open to anything. I just want people to talk to me and, and let me know. Cause we really are trying to validate the concept with a fairly short time horizon. I mean, we've got to make some, some some decisions in the next six to eight weeks or and just one that, And that's ultimately yeah.
0: how we came together. Is, you that's know, right. all reached yep. out. You gave me the idea. Of course, you know, yep. I, it. You know we, we don't work with anybody that I, I don't really get to know or understand their, right. their concept at, at all. Uh, but you know, people listening, they're, they're going to be hearing an ad by, by you for a few weeks. Right. Yep, and, yep. and hopefully we kind of get that response and help gauge the interest. Cause I think it's a really good, good idea if, if done appropriately. And I think it can really shorten the learning curve for a lot of, uh, new people starting out to maybe if they have the, uh, the funds available between themselves or a group of people. yep. I think it's something that if I had it if I had the resources when I first started, it would have been awesome for me to yeah, go up sure. there and, mm-hmm. and make the last day the first day.
1: Right. And I, I wonder if, if, if anybody is intimidated by just going up and, and showing up the first year and not knowing what you're doing. I don't think, maybe maybe I was able to take baby steps with it because the first time I ever hunted out west was in Nebraska. And I was invited by a client of mine from my real job who grew up in Nebraska his folks had unfortunately passed away. They were selling the family farm. It was the last time he was ever going to be out there. And he said, well, fly out and meet me, and, and I'll show you how this pheasant hunting works. And so, so I did. We had a great time, and I guess that was sort of my, my baby steps. And so I would just tell anybody, just show up. You know, it's, you'll, you, can, you can fake it until you figure it exactly. out. If you got a dog and a gun, you're going to have a good day. <laughs> and, and that goes for Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Montana, certainly. And then the the other states that I've hunted a little bit in Kansas, but I haven't really hunted in Minnesota and Iowa. And And
0: you 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 knew exactly where I was going next was why Montana, you know, where else have you hunted? Uh, because I'm the same way to where, Mm -hmm. you know, I I tell everybody, if I could just focus on one little area or, or just one species in general, I'd be a better hunter for it but I wanna always see what's around the next corner, what's in this state, what's that species all about. One of these days I'll settle down and and pick a bird right right for me, right? But uh, uh, what was it about Montana that really spoke to you out of all those places you just listed? Yep, there's
1: two big reasons. First of all, the season starts September 1st for the grouse species. And so that, you know, if you're accustomed to having to wait till the middle of October for pheasant to come in somewhere, You know, uh, Nebraska that hasn't actually come in in pretty late October. I think South Dakota is maybe the third Saturday of the month or something like that. Anyway, so you get an extra six or seven weeks of of bird season uh, starting September 1st. And then in Fergus County, Montana, I I believe it's safe to say there are six species of of upland birds. uh, If we're counting the forest grouse as upland. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, they're they're definitely upland. Uh, Sharptail, sage grouse, Hungarian partridge down on the prairie, see them all the time, you know, they're around. And then of course pheasant later in the, the, the year and then whatever that, you know, rough grouse and then the dusky the, the grouse, duskies, blue grouse, spruce yeah. grouse, whatever uh, yeah. those are. Oh, so there's a lot of species of birds in, you know, within 45 minutes drive of the house, maybe within 15 minutes drive of the house. Uh, and then there's something about Montana, you know, the, yeah. just the, the, the feel, the vibe
0: and uh, if you want Montana. to do a little
1: fishing, you know, yep. you're in Montana. You yep. can go fishing uh, in Montana. I was out there. I was out there in March and April this year, and it was cool. But we were catching uh, rainbow trout and brown trout in the streams right, right around the house. Uh, that's that's very accessible in September. Uh, you know, same same time as the bird season. Um, so that's it. I mean, you know, the 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 thing I like about South Dakota. The thing I like about Nebraska. There's a lot of places where there's center pivot irrigation. So there's never really a drought. You know, you always, you know, if you can, if you like hunting corners of, you know, of center pivot irrigation and you like hunting uh, roosters, then, you know, South Dakota, those places are fantastic. I, I, I'm gonna hunt there this year uh, f- for sure. And every year, hopefully for the rest of my life. Montana is more ranch, range-ish, prairie-ish, you know, not a lot of center pivot irrigation little more challenging but that's where i think that's where the extra species come in that you might not see much of uh and we 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 don't have prairie chickens in montana as far as i know there's no no prairie chickens yeah so have you
0: you been able to shoot a prairie chicken yet with all the states you you went to i know you've
1: seen yeah you You know they're slower than sharptail i'm so glad you said that
0: because i've had so many people tell me that i'm crazy for talking about how slow prairie chickens are i'm like Man, I don't know. If you see prairie chickens right next to yeah. sharptails, yeah. get up. I swear you have time to yep. like pull mm-hmm. your shotgun That's out of right. the case, put it together, put your shells in. But it makes you feel that much more dumber when you miss them. That's <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably the, the longest shot I made last year was was on a prairie chicken in uh, in s- central South Dakota. And, uh, my, uh, my friend, uh, John that I was hunting with and he says, man, that was a really nice shot. But yep. I was like, well, it was a chicken. Yep. <laughs> it was a lot slower. <laughs> well, talk to me about the
0: dogs. Yeah. You know, it, uh, Ruby particularly, because yep. that's, that's your only one. You said that the, uh, scout, you don't hunt. You, that's right. You, you just have Ruby. And that's I, right. Did I, you, you did
1: mention earlier that you're about
0: to get a second Griff. Is that yep. correct? Picking
1: up, uh, picking up another Griff, uh, first week of June. Okay. Yep. And so she'll, she'll, uh, he'll, it's a male this time. He'll be, he'll be the puppy in the fall.
0: So talk to me about Ruby. What made you, I know that, uh, Scout, the Francois, yeah. uh, you, you, you said that it was due to the upbringing,
1: yep. you know, and That's right. how
0: you brought, brought Scout up, but what made you not want to go the Francois route on trying a second one? And you went with the Griff route. You went yeah. with the woolly mammoth.
1: Right. That's right. So just, we we were we were taking scout we took scout to a couple navda meetings and that was how i realized or navda training days that was how i realized that, that i couldn't train that dog to hunt birds you know someone i'm sure could have she was about 2 at that time and she was our pet you know she's like the, every, you know every hunter's worst nightmare a high quality <laughs> bird dog gets you know living in a subdivision somewhere yeah. and uh, it doesn't get treated like she's supposed to so now it's interesting to point out that scout basically lives like a queen. She spends half the year in Montana... Half the year in Alabama, we just let her chase birds. You know, I mean, <laughs> she just—she's right. having the yeah. most fun has, out of all of she us. She <laughs> has no idea that she's a ho- horrible bird dog. She, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and her mom scratches her behind the ears every evening. You know, yep. and tells her how, how, what a good job she did. Uh, <laughs> so at one of those uh, nav the training days, and if it would have been a small monsterlander, then I'd be a monsterlander guy. And If yeah. it had been a Brittany, it would—I'd be a Brittany guy. But at one of those uh, training days, I was very impressed with a young Griff, and I said, "What is that thing?" And he said, "I well, said." Wire haired pointing griff on. I said, Well, my God, what do Soul. they eat? <laughs> and so I got one, you know. And so we got on the list. I really like uh, Stony Ridge uh, Kennels out of Wisconsin. Uh, John Postuma, been breeding dogs a long time. I've since found there's several really, really good griff breeders. I like John. I like his dogs. The coats are just fantastic. So we got on the list. We eventually got one. That was Ruby. Uh, she'll be five soon. I mean, maybe, maybe today. Maybe, maybe she was born in in May or could have been early June. Uh, she'll be five, and then I decided to get the puppy. First of all, even when the dog's in really, really good physical condition, I have a little bit more vacation time than I have dog power. Having just one, you know, it's a good problem dog. to have. Yeah, I really, and really a bad like problem. To yes, have, right. Yes, yeah. and so, and then we're thinking okay, this dog will, will be one when Ruby's six and she'll be five when Ruby's 10. And so, you know, it's sort of nice to have their, their ages staggered a little bit. And so when when, when when the puppy's, you know, running full speed, perhaps Ruby will be slowing, slowing down some by then. But, but Ruby's been a joy, you know, we learned together. And so she was probably genetically perfect. And so her, her, her weaknesses now came from being raised by a new hunter and a new handler. Uh, in fact, it's funny. Around my Navda chapter, I ran uh, Ruby and got a in uh, natural ability prize one one hundred and ten points. And I think the next weekend, Christina, my wife, ran the dog and got prize one one hundred and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, but we've ha- we had a great so time with never the dog. So you're never loving that one. Now. That's right. Yes, of course. Right. And now then, people are already asking me, "Well, who's going to handle the puppy and the natural ability?" And I was like, "Yeah, why don't you shut up?" You know. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we learned a lot. Uh, about dogs. You know, I'm going to make different mistakes with the puppy, right? I uh, but I learned a lot about dogs and I learned a lot about hunting. And it's been one of the, you know, just most fulfilling uh, uh, experiences of my life. Uh, the, and I mentioned this to you at dinner tonight, but probably my five closest friends, I didn't mm-hmm. know five years ago, you know, and, they're, and we just like Dogs, and I'm the only one with griffs. We got you know, one of my best friends has small monster landers. The guy that owns the other half of Sharptail Ridge owns Picardy Spaniels, of all things. He's <laughs> like at one time he owned like 80% of the Picardies in North America. There was five of them, and he had four. Okay, and now I've,
0: I've yet to actually see one in person. Well, they're the myself. prettiest dog
1: in NAVTA. There's no, 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 uh, they, they are freaking that. gorgeous, yeah. just from pictures, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. Joe and Mike and, uh, John and Justin and all of my buddies all have different breeds of dogs and we all think they're the best, but you know, when, when, when we're hunting, as long as the dog will point and retrieve, you know, I'll take anything with four legs and fur, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just been this, the, my experience around, well, let's say that the doors that Ruby unlocked for me gave me some very fulfilling friendships got out you know if you told me five years ago on half a lodge in montana i wouldn't have believed you you know it's just uh, <laughs> just didn't seem like where life was heading and it's just been just fantastic uh, uh and you know and i'm looking forward to this this season as much as i've ever looked forward to anything you know and just yeah. being out there and chasing birds again it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: so so it sounds like years ago when you're looking for that new hobby and uh and it, something to take up your time and and you know a little mm-hmm. more rewarding experience it sounds like you may have found it in uh, ruby
1: yeah i think so yeah yeah and i hope it goes as, as well with this puppy and you know of course I get, you you make you make a mistake and you say well i'm never going to make that mistake again and then the next dog comes around and you make, <laughs> you make you'll, a new you'll one yeah, right it, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you'll you'll make the same mistake just in a new way right yeah exactly so so i was never never able to to pass ruby through utility because the the situation with ducks, which I won't bore anyone with, other than the fact that she just hates them, <laughs> and so, <laughs> hold
0: up, so hold up. Yeah.
1: a dog isn't just born just hating ducks. They 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 might have a propensity to like right. target them, but yeah.
0: hate. Uh, I, we think, gotta, it's, we I think it's apathy. We could
1: we could try. I th- I hope <laughs> that it's apathy, and so so I don't hunt ducks. I haven't been duck hunting since I was fourteen years old, and so I think what I would do when she was coming up is spend so much time on uplands, so much time with the the quail and the pigeons and the whatever. And then at the end of a NAVDA training day, we'd mess around with the duck for like 30 seconds, but my heart wasn't in it and I was tired and, and she just never picked it up. And so by the time she was a couple years old and I was realizing I was having all these problems with the ducks, I actually sent her uh, to a duck school for for either 60 or 90 days. And she came home and she would do it. She would you know search for ducks, she'd retrieve ducks, she'd do it, but with no joy and with no desire and with no eagerness and no happiness. And I thought, what are we doing? I'm spending hundreds of dollars a month on just ducks, you know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For something I don't even want to hunt. I'm (laughs) spending thousands on training, you know, right, for something that that I don't hunt. And so... uh, but so that's what you know, washed her out of worrying about the uh, the utility test and or and going to the invitational. So now I've got like three or four of my closest friends are all going to the invitational in the fall. Uh, I'm like, ah, oh, son of a gun! So with the puppy, I'm going to start her, start him on on ducks like day one, and there the you ducks go. are going to be there the most go. fun thing there's ever been. But yeah. but,
0: but there's there's a couple of things that I picked mm-hmm. up out of that, yeah. that 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 I think's worth noting for for the listeners out there is number one, you you know, you weren't getting what you wanted as the handler, the owner out of the dog. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the dog's enthusiasm and everything is is a paramount thing for you, obviously. So it's like, and you even said... I don't hunt ducks so what, what right. difference does it make for me so you didn't really keep pushing it mm-hmm. you know you came off of it your goals were different you sure. didn't just keep chasing it just for the test papers but then a second thing that I noticed is your wife let you send off your dog to training right but wouldn't let her baby Francois that's right <laughs> go yes. off to training <laughs> yeah, the, the,
1: the, the, bro, the Brock uh, the Brock's <laughs> never been in a chain link fence yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> broad iron fence is as, as low as the standards she has so for that woolly thing. mammoths yeah. belong yes. in a kennel but that's not, right. not of right. Francois, okay. So our, uh, <laughs> our, our 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 griff Ruby, uh, we have a dog door on the back of the house, so it's a little dog run, maybe a half acre, uh, and she can go in and out anytime she wants. And the dog's internal thermostat is just nearly perfect. And so if it's if it's 70 degrees in our home and 69 outside, she sleeps outside. And if it's 40 outside, she sleeps outside. And if it's 22, which doesn't happen very often in Alabama, she sleeps outside. <laughs> but if it's 71 outside, she's inside. She's inside. Right. And yeah. so, and, and, you know, it's, it's a nice little grassy fenced in area, but it's a concrete, you know, back porch is what it is. And so I said something to Christina about, well, I'm going to send, you know, Scout off to school. And she's like, well, I don't want a dog that sleeps on concrete. <laughs> I was like, Why don't you look out there? <laughs> she, she, that dog has a comfortable, you know, down-filled, whatever you call it, feather bed in in the home and it decides to sleep on cement if it's 60 degrees outside you know because it likes so the temperature y-
0: you thought you were trying to send her dog to training you're actually trying to send her baby to training. that's right that's yes yes
1: yeah we we couldn't take an, another empty nest because I, I mentioned to you, our, our son that's that's 19 he's 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 just moved to, to montana himself so uh we, we have to have the dogs there to keep her keep us sounds sane. like you're
0: just gonna have to uproot and actually move <laughs> right. full time to montana yes. yourself if, if
1: only i could afford it yeah i have the yeah. the 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 job that pays for every Everything else is located yeah. in Alabama. So, well, Adam, uh, this has
0: been a lot of fun. I'm not even going to waste time going through where you know tell everybody where you can find them. Cause just check out the show notes. Yep. I have the link link to your website. Yep. Uh, everything you, you're, you're going to give your phone number here in just a couple seconds yep. in the first promo. Uh, so write that down. If you're interested, you said it yep. earlier in this podcast too, but I personally think it's, it's, it's a neat idea. I'm, I'm interested to see where it, it'll be. It, it'll it be a, a run. Yes. Uh, you know, it, I'm really interested to see how this hashes out because yep. it, this is, uh, you're, you're just combining your lodge service and your transport service. Yep. And a training service, yep, potentially all into one. And yep. so you're and you put all that together and that's ultimately the experience that we're all after when we're planning hunting. I sure trips, hope right. so,
1: yes. And I should say it it's, it's sharptailridgebirddogs.com. So we we wanted sharp like everybody Already else. Taken. Oh yeah, and they're selling wonderful uh, Labrador <laughs> retrievers or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but uh, sharptailridgebirddogs.com. Sharptail Ridge Dogs dot there's information there. My phone number's there. My, my my information will again be in the show notes. Thanks for having yep. me. I've had a great time. Oh yeah. I uh, ho- hope this wasn't the worst episode that uh, you've ever recorded. Oh man, I, I, I really enjoyed it. it.
0: Yeah. If, if somebody's been listening to me since day one, they definitely know it's not the worst episode. <laughs> okay, all right. Good. But uh, but yeah, Adam, I appreciate it, and we'll check yep. back soon to see how it's going.
1: All right. Sounds great. Thanks.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome to the outro portion of this episode. Uh, my name's Harold Ely uh typical just editor of this podcast, but I'm stepping in for Mr. Nick Dare today. He is uh, having trouble with his voice. He's uh, kind of lost his voice over a long weekend with the family and training dogs and folks, so he's just been talking too much. So he's taking a vocal rest day, and uh, I'm just kind of here to give you the goods and get out. Um, I kind of feel, kind of feels like that scene in Wayne's world where Wayne gets up and, in the middle of the show and just walks off and Garth sitting there and he gets real nervous and he's like, you know, this is weird, not, you know, and they, they kind of work it out afterwards, but kind of feel like Garth a little bit right now. Anyway, enough of that. Um, what a cool episode though that we had uh, with Adam. Um, got to meet him actually when he came through town and uh, with Nick as well. And uh, what a cool idea, you know, can't say that it's for me right now, but I think there's a lot of folks that would be super interested in that. Um, And also he's open to calls about lodging only. So if you're not just, you know, if you're not interested in the uh, transport service, you can, you know, use that as a home base or as a lodge. So definitely give him a call if you have any interest in any of that. Cool idea. Thanks for coming on. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than that, just uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe and share. Um, you know we've got a patreon, all that good stuff. Until next time, have a good one.
0: Thanks for listening to GDIY. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to take a moment to subscribe, rate review and share with a friend also be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at GundogitYourself. it yourself if you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content please check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog yourself thanks again and happy hunting